last fucking test or whatever. No cursing on the show. There's children watching, Brandon. There are. That's all funny. right. Actually, yeah. I mean, are we doing anything? I don't know. Are we starting the show or are we not starting the show? Let's go ahead and do a show. What a episode show. is this? Is this episode eight? Does it matter? I believe. <laughs> are you guys still watching? Why? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Right now, there's no one watching, technically. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, well, welcome to the Hey Show. This is the show where we talk about random Brazilian jiu-jitsu and MMA things, and we also shit-talk white belts at the end. Uh, this show is designed for amateurs at best, like the people who did King of the Mat recently, right? Yeah. Except for like three this or four guy people. Especially. Yeah, three or four people. I feel great today. <laughs> well, in a future episode, you're going to feel really great. Yeah. Yeah, in about five episodes. All right, let's go ahead and get started. We're actually going to start with news and notes for today. And the big one that we are going to talk about is the everlasting storyline of Gordon Ryan talking to somebody on social media. So we got some uh, announcements, though. We got Gordon Ryan versus uh, Felipe Pena and Pedro Marino. And I probably butchered one of those Two fights. Yeah, something $100,000. Not sure. Whoa. So which um, I'm going to ask our panel of experts here. And experts and quotations, right? Thank that's you. what we always Appreciate say. Uh, which <laughs> matchup are you more excited for? Um, well, I, I yeah, they're on. they're both they're both <laughs> going to be really good. Um, so the Gordon has fought Felipe Pena twice already and lost twice. Um, once by uh, he got a rear naked choke uh, in um, what was that tournament? It was a tournament. Andrew went to that. It was like an in house like purple kind belt of a, or something. Yeah, it it was it was. Back in purple belt, but Andrew did that tournament too. It was that one. Is that in the that Royal five, Invitational? Yeah, that in the five twenty studio. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it was five forty. Five forty. Thank 540. you. I don't. I haven't heard about five forty lately. I haven't seen anything on yeah. that. But he he lost there, um, got his back taken, then got rear naked choke, and then um, at ADCC in two thousand nineteen. I believe he got his back taken again, but he lost on on the decision. I don't know if it'd have been nineteen. Maybe it was seventeen. I think he won nineteen. Okay, then it was eight, double eighteen. Gold at 19, it was either eighteen so. or seventeen. Then we have eight, this but, thing called the internet. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, okay, thank he you. He hasn't I lost was, since like brown belt, basically, right? No, he's lost twice or something at black belt. Yeah, it's not been well, a really? lot. It's when really he, low. early, early on. Early, like, early points. in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real quick. Pretty good gi? recall. Studio no, five. Do the gi. Studio five forty. Two thousand sixteen. And it took both of us to get that one. <laughs> you were, ooh, you were way off on the uh, ADCC loss. It was 2017. Yeah, 2017. I was gonna say because they're every two years. That so. is right. They're every two years. That's right. So then that would make sense, right? But 2021 got pushed to this year. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see anyone stopping Gordon Ryan at right this at this point. He's so ahead of everybody in the technique of the nogi world. Right. That unless he gets injured or just makes some crucial mistake or something goes really crazy, like, dude, the guys when he rolls with them look like complete idiots. Yeah, I mean it's not even it's not even an actual match anymore. I mean nothing against Couch. Couch is great, but like, yeah, he, he's just playing with these people, Absolutely. and then and then people yeah, are talking shit to him on Facebook or whatever or social media, and. Uh, but no one will, no one will face him. Right. So yeah, it's not like he's dodging people. Just no, no one's gonna face him right now. Do you think he's right getting now. tapped out in like the training room and stuff? Uh, um, yeah, but the, he's doing like what we've been the doing. Bad, positions bad positioning. A lot. He's getting tapped out there. But if we're talking like, if they do middle matches, um, if they did, there's no no one. 
Surely not. Um, I mean, I haven't seen one person have an answer for how to pass his guard or smash right. him or control him at all. Yeah. He always plays that kind of like half guard, doesn't he? Um, I mean, he, he plays a lot of different, you know, I mean, it's slick because it's great when you have a guard that's just so versatile that you can really go into a leg lock entry or you can play whatever you want. But the question was... I was more, we more excited for right. I was about Pena. to say you guys just ran over the entire segment. That's another segment on the Hey Show. We're good at that. Where we just run over all of the future questions, <laughs> which is really great. Pedro or Pena, right? Yes. So I'm excited for the Pena match. I think Pena. the Pedro match. I think is going to be boring. It it could be a boring fight. Absolutely. I think that Gordon will pull guard, and then I think Gordon will either get into a leg entanglement or he'll end up sweeping him, and then from there it's just going to be Gordon basically doing whatever he wants. Pena, depending on, you know, I mean, the, the only positive that Pena has is that he has beaten Gordon twice, and yeah, you have that, that momentum confidence. and that hype and that confidence. But that was a long time ago. Right, but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's still, it's in your head, no matter right. what. It's always in your head, you know, like, uh, what's his name that I've lost to twice, I think? At black, well, I haven't. I lost to him at brown belt. The guy that's been a black belt for like twenty no, years. No, no, Lior. I lost to Lior uh, from Chicago. He just seems to like whether he's better than me or I'm I'm equal to him or whatever the case is. It's in my head, right? Every time, and it's hard to get that out of your head once somebody's beating you at something, right? For sure. So that's the only advantage that I see with the Pena match, but I still think Gordon wins it. I think you're right. I think. Pena match will be a better one to watch. Um, however, if um, Marino, well, that's the next question, or that's going to be one of the next questions. Uh, but uh, Marino could make it an, an exciting match if he can wrestle, you know, because his wrestling's good. Um, he uh, and he beat uh, Cyborg at IBJJF, and he out wrestled him. And it yeah, was... but Cyborg's forty. How old's Pedro? <laughs> Young twenties, yeah, I would say know. he's probably the same I mean, age. Cyborg does incredible still for being forty and winning yeah. the shit that he wins, and it's but there's a difference, you know. There's such a difference between you know. Imagine a twenty year old cyborg versus a forty year old cyborg. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Well, <laughs> you also, but there's more than twenty uh, year old cyborg doesn't do the same technique the forty year old cyborg does. But if they did. If they, if it, sure, yes. 20-year-old cyborg with the knowledge, if you're taking 40-year-old brain, put it in a 20-year-old body. Maybe Pedro yeah. Cyborg. That's <laughs> right. Maybe he had a, a clone baby. Switched yes. to Brazilian, so. Yes. Well, we've solved it. Solved it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we better go on to the next segment before we get uh, discontinued. I'm not, good at, I'm not good at reading, so uh, 25 years old, Pedro. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, age is everything. It really is in the sport. I'm telling you right now, I wish I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question on this topic is, is Gordon the GOAT? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how Without you dispute doubt. it. There's no, I mean, for Nogi, yeah. is he the GOAT of Nogi or is he the GOAT of Jiu-Jitsu? Like, that's, that's a different question. That is a different question. I didn't specify, so you can I mean, answer. I kind of feel like it's the, the goat same answer Nogi. to both. No, he's not the GOAT of Gi. I mean, you can't say he's the GOAT of everything because he hasn't right. won. But it's not just the GOAT of Gi. It's the GOAT of all Jiu-Jitsu Right, so here's overall. the thing. Who's the GOAT of overall? Who's done... Very good at nogi and very good at gi. So you'd have to specify the forty-year-old cyborg. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, cyborg has done an incredible job. Uh, the only problem with cyborg that I don't have is his technique isn't the greatest. He really just bullies people and makes them accept things. I feel and like that he's... to me is not like Gordon Ryan's technique is beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of like Caleb true. from King of the Mat, right? His technique is really amazing to watch. There's a yeah. difference 
between, look, Andrew's technique's good, okay? But I don't think his – it's a mixture of power and technique. Yeah. Right? Gordon can use zero power yeah. and use all jiu-jitsu, and it's beautiful to watch. Absolutely. Right? So Andrew has say, to then? buzzsaw through people. He has to break them and make them accept the will of whatever. Same with Cyborg. So who would you say is the well, what is overall? It? People say what? People say Hodger, right? No, Hodger I'll be Gracie honest, is, I've never really gonna, seen a lot of Hodger. Marcelo Garcia was or Marcelo is a really good oh, one. That's pretty that's hard a good to pull. dispute. That. You know that they've had equal success at both. Yeah, that's the only way that you could go. Does Marigali do nogi? He, he just, just started, started with Gordon. Um, so and that's I mean I'm I'm pretty excited to watch. I've his. always liked watching him. Yeah, I've always been a Marigali fan. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, Marcelo or Hodger's probably gonna have to be like your goat overall, overall for the whole sport. Um, but I think for like Nogi, like absolutely, if, it's Gordon. Do you feel a, like if Gordon just started competing in the gi though, like this would all be different? No, I don't think he would. I, you know, I could be wrong, but there's so many different elements that you have to train in the gi full time. Yeah. Right, like there's yeah, so absolutely. much lapel shit, and there's so much like Not even only if. That. Go ahead, sorry. No, I mean I. I it, trying to learn and defend all this stupid shit. He could probably mm-hmm. stop most of it. But when you look at these guys at the top level of the worlds, um, you know, it's amazing. I mean, look at just my black belt matches, right? I do no gi black belt. No one ties me down. I constantly move. Mm-hmm. I can go through. In the gi, they can get that one stupid advantage or those two points, and they can just stall you off the rest of the match. I was going to say, too, in, in the gi, it would take away a lot of his main game, too, the yeah. leg. Yeah, lock, yeah, you so. you can't reap anymore. You can't get your in. You know, I think he I would still feel good. confident that he would figure it out. I, honestly, you know, though. look, he's yeah. still gonna win Chicago's or Orlando's or maybe a Pans, right? But I I don't know if he would be a ten time black belt gi world champion. Right, that would take a lot of practice, especially with his style of fighting. It needs to be longer than ten minutes so he can get this. He likes to do submission only. And when you're talking gi, just take whatever time it would normally take him to submit a human in no gi, just add another 10 minutes to that because you have that 10 minutes extra of just grip breaking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Marcelo's a pretty good pull, honestly, for yeah. overall. I yeah. agree. I'm a big Marcelo fan. Before we move on, uh, for all my old um, relatives at home that are watching the podcast, GOAT stands for greatest of all time. <laughs> or the animal, a GOAT. <laughs> Yeah, we just called we just called him a goat for a long time. The sheep. What does a goat make a noise? How does it sound? It's pretty close to that. Good, really? I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it a sheep. little sheep. Uh, very similar. I mean, oh, the, they're, they're basically belt. the same. Uh, belt. It's belts, something like that. They. <laughs> nah. No. All right. I only What's know that from segment? like shows when you have closed captioning, but they use a different <laughs> word. Just for a fun part Bleak. of the show, real quick, Tristan wanted to herd goats at one time in his life. He did. Yeah. He was going to buy and raise and sell goats. I've never heard that story. <laughs> yeah. True. Kind of 14 years on old on the way down to Mount Vernon, He's he was going to buy and sell goats. He was going to be done with jujitsu. Yeah. He said, Do you know how much money there is in buying and raising goats? I said, No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> You know how much work it requires to take care of a goat? Nah, man, they just eat the grass. <laughs> I right. just have a real quick question for you guys. Uh-huh. Okay, do you guys like competing at local tournaments? Fuck no. Local or like local wait, tournaments? I don't like any tournament. Chad, I don't remember like what any... we talked about at the beginning uh, of this? I don't remember. Shit. What are we talking about? <laughs> Ronnie, do you like competing at local tournaments? I do. All right. So there's this local tournament that uh, you can go don't to. Do it's... It. <laughs> 
It's uh, Fuji BJJ, and uh, you just need to go to www.fujibjj.com, and there's a list of local tournaments that could be coming to your area. Some of the ones that we would like to tell you about that's going on is Indianapolis Summer Championship, Noblesville, Indiana, uh, Saturday, June 25th, uh, and then Kansas City, Missouri Summer Open. Uh, that is July 9th on a Saturday. Also, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, I believe their city is called the Chocolate City, I believe. That's I it? No idea. I think it's Chocolate. I've never heard of that. Lie. It's something like that. Anyways, just <laughs> trying to tasty. throw in a fun fact. The fun fact of that, though, is it's not in Washington, D.C. It's in Sterling, Virginia. <laughs> so that's, that's the reason why I added that. Uh, <laughs> July 16th. The last one, of course, is Hendersonville, North Carolina, it's actually in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and that's on July 23rd. So if you would like to make a white belt video and then I shit talk you, mm-hmm. then go ahead and do that and then send it in to us. Show up I to your local talk about Fuji. Of the mat. I recommend you not do that tournament. <laughs> that one's grueling. Chad listens to our show notes and things like that. Anyways, yes. so the next uh, news and I notes we have notes. is, and it's kind of a neat tie-in, is the show Who's Next. So uh, Who is next? Who isn't, I think the show is like currently going on. So Boy, I thought Tristan was going to be next. next yet. So, uh, real quick, uh, we we've all seen you know the the trailers at the very least. Uh, if you're you know in the cult of jujitsu and you watch those things, you've definitely seen the trailer. So, what are your thoughts about the show so far? I think um, it's awesome. Yeah, to I be think honest, it's, it's great. It's so cool that we they finally have a Ultimate Fighter version that is jujitsu. Yeah, you can it's, tell it's like. High production value. It looks nice. <laughs> Mostly because I didn't come up with the idea to yeah. figure it out first. <laughs> right. <laughs> what were we thinking? Yeah, we we, we started the podcast instead. <laughs> it was pretty cool seeing Tristan on there. Yeah. Um, by a hundred points. It's they hit, that was a crazy match. The 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 best part about it is they did it right. They wanted to do submission only, which is which is fine, but they did it right and they didn't make it live. You cannot do submission only and make that live because no one's going to sit through a three, three hours. hour a three hour jujitsu and that right. was one match was three hours and to see a submission but they did highlights of it yeah. so you got to see the highlights of it so they took a three hour match condensed so you them saw down like to 12 highlights of tristan beating this guy's ass and one highlight of this guy getting tristan's neck yeah so the, the funny the funny thing about that too is because they're a content machine they're just going to dump that that whole match one day yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah that's exactly what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah so that's absolutely. Actually, pretty brilliant. It's, it's it is. No, for real. I mean, what from what I've seen, did you watch the one where, is it Andrew Tackett wrestled the, small bull or whatever? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude, that was awesome. Like, yeah, they, they, I don't know they, if I would have had the balls to do that. It, it wasn't like an actual bull, right? It was a what kind of bull or what what is it? It's like a, um, like a steer. Well, it's like a feeding bull or something. They're not as mean as like a lat. Like Mandy was telling me because she knew, because Waylon rode him or something when he was a kid. So it wasn't like an actual like bull that is going to be. It's some kind of other. Like, I don't remember what it, she centaur? called it. <laughs> but anyways, so he gets his bull's neck right, and it comes out the gate, and he. I mean, you got. You have to watch. It's unbelievable. To, to be honest, like, I would have been like, dude, I'm going to die. I'm letting go of this fucking bull's <laughs> neck and I'm running off. Yeah. But he holds the neck like he's choking it. And then it falls to the ground and the bull rolls over the top of him mm-hmm. and lands on it and he keeps it down, pinned, to win the round. 
Against this bull. Against this bull. And I'm like, holy wild. shit, that's crazy. All right, we have another sponsor, PETA. So go ahead and just send in your letters and shit. <laughs> yeah, you can send your documents to Flow <laughs> Grappling. <laughs> sue them. Care of. Send all your buckets of you red know, paint. PETA seems like. pretty, you know, they're pretty They're calm. pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. just chill. All, all organizations. They never get upset. So, chill day. so, um, does, uh, so in general, though, do you think the show has legs? Do you think this is going to have future seasons, different yeah. spins, things like that. I don't I, know not only I does it have legs, I feel like they have legs to, I know this is Flo's uh, baby, but I feel like they have legs to make that syndicate, like actually oh, wow. put it on bigger networks and someone actually picks pick that up and play that because, I mean, Leave Ultimate Fighter started real small uh, on uh, like cable, but now it's it's on ESPN. I mean, it's it's huge. Um, I don't disagree. I think there's a lot of, I think there's something really good here. The only thing that I would say that I was a little bit like, what the hell with is it? It's who's next. It's not who's already, right? Right. So like, why is there black belts on the show? Right. Right. Fair. It's kind of like us doing a white belt segment, and then you know us deciding, you know, and I'm not saying that we can't do different segments, but like, if we just show blue belt segments all the time or purple belt segments, then they're gonna be like, well, why are you even saying that you're shit talking white belts? You never shit talk white belts. Right. Right. So. Why are you putting black belts on the show? It's who's the next blue, purple, brown belts coming up that are going to be a big name fighting each other? I mean, that's a fair point. Why is there a black belt that has already established presence and following and been in the game and competed and done things? It's a fair criticism because that's kind of what I thought. Mm -hmm. Whenever I heard, you know, hey, Tristan's going to be on. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's who's next, you know. It's, you know. You got Andrew Tackett. You got Tristan. You got the big Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Gordon's. a blue belt, but he's big. You know, I mean, those are all good matchups. And then it's like, and you look, the black belt goes out, so it doesn't really matter. But why was he there to begin with? That's, no, I, I, that I, was my thoughts. I so. actually think that's a pretty fair criticism. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. All right, so the last question is the best question, and that is pitch your jujitsu show. Now, remember, we're eventually going to put this out, so it might get stolen. So right. you might want to trademark, trademark, yeah, get rid of yeah. some, you know, portions of the show. We fakely copyright this. Yeah. yeah, I gotta say, I think you're on to something with how you analyzed that this isn't live. It's like, it's edited down to the mm-hmm. most exciting parts. Because I think that's one of the worst things about getting jujitsu like out into the public for people to watch. It's like they can't sit there and watch an entire match and really someone like, sitting in closed guard. Yeah, someone it's laying inside not, control. Mm-hmm. We get it. Gonna, we get it as a right. fan. Like fuck, dude. I'm I'll be learn. honest. Even you know, sometimes I'll go to an IBJJF and sit in the stands for half the day and have to watch matches, and it's just like boring yeah. as hell sometimes. No, you're right. So. Absolutely. I think they did incredible at keeping it really fun and action-packed and not allowing you to get bored. So what is your show? <laughs> is the question. What show would you make? I'm oh. not really entirely <laughs> sure what I would do, but I think definitely having it edited down would be a huge key. What would be my show? Now, I got one if you want some time to think. Okay. I got one. I'll so. It's not jiu-jitsu related. It is an MMA show. But what I want is I want promotion rescue. I want bar rescue, but they go into the small-time MMA promotions. Dana White comes in the small-time MMA promotions and says, I'm going to roll back the books. I'm going to fix your promotion. I'm going to show you how to match make better. I'm going to show you how to properly – well, let's not say properly pay your fighters. I'm going to show you <laughs> – I'm going to show you this, this, and this. And, and he goes in and makes these – 
um, really rinky-dink promotions. And so it doesn't necessarily have to, to be Dana White. It could just it be, could be somebody that's had success. Yes. It could be if, um, some big-name fighter. The Bellator. That Scott got Rupert. fucked over just, by UFC, so they just, want to start something right, better for the Someone fighters. that is a is experienced MMA promoter that will go into promotions. But he's got to sound like the guy from Hell's Kitchen. I mean, yeah. Or I mean, he's got to insult, yeah. <laughs> How good a show would that be? So, oh, what the bloody fuck yeah, is he doing yeah. over there? He, he That's the worst armbar I've ever fucking seen I, in my life. Get out of here. I, I have the most random thing I just learned. Do you know the guy that did Bar Rescue? Yes. Do you know what he created? Uh-uh. That he probably, he did not make that much money on it, and he's like, kicks himself because he didn't make money on it, but he basically created it. The NFL Sunday ticket. Hmm. That's true. He started it from for bars, and then all of a sudden the NFL is like, what if we just do this for everyone? Yeah. And so that he was a consultant on it. So he gets Super Bowl tickets, he said, you know, like playoff tickets, cool. whatever he wants, <laughs> but did not get paid for it. <laughs> like he was just a consultant. He got a flat fee. I think he yeah. said it was like 200000 and you can just imagine how much money. The other, for Michael's Pro Wrestling Minute, we're just going to shoehorn this segment in. Um, there's a, actually a podcast, uh, Something to Wrestle, and Bruce Pritchard's the guy, and he talks like three hours about wrestling matches and, you know, about like one show. He was approached to do that with wrestling promotions, yeah. and he was going to come in and fix their promotions. They only had one episode, and he basically destroyed all their stuff, and that's why the show didn't get picked up. Because <laughs> he said he got really mad because he – he sat down like a bunch of his equipment that he was going to use, and I guess someone came in and stole it. So he threw a tantrum and just started breaking stuff. No, and then God. they were like, and he's because he has a temper, he said, and he just said that it just never ended up happening or something yeah. like that. And there's only one part of the show that survived, and it's just him cutting a promo on the promoter, being like, You told me my stuff wasn't going to get stolen. <laughs> but I just thought that was pretty funny. I got to say, that's a pretty good idea, though, Ronnie. Oh, I think for sure. Trademark, that's a fun trademark, show. trademark, yeah. trademark. So that's how I, trademark works. It is, right? I kind yeah. of had somewhat of a similar idea like that. Ah, uh, damn it, Chad had it. Uh, Probably a year ago. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who I told it to. I told it when Derek first started recording, trying to do the recording content that he got into, you know? Um, I said that Derek should follow me around and I should try to get gyms mm -hmm. to allow me to come into their gym. And I yeah. stay in that gym for like, let's say, one week, right? And I teach all their classes and I show them how I run programs, but then I show them like how to market, how to, you know, get yeah. their content out more into their uh, into their communities. Um, so basically like a one week reality show right. of me going to some gym yeah. and gym rolling rescue. with their students. Yeah, kind of like gym rescue. Like, And I told Derek to do that, but he kind of dropped the ball on it. Um, but I always thought that would be cool to go to, to different people's gyms. So if you guys are watching this and you want me to come to your gym, Send us a message, and we'll yep. bring people and come to your gym. Absolutely, and tell um, you how shitty of a job you're doing. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll fix the shitty job you're doing. <laughs> um, but I feel like now that I've done five, six, seven, eight different gyms that I've opened up and I've traveled and I've done instructionals, that I kind of have like a really good idea of how to, uh, yeah. you know. To, you got a formula. Yeah, so Absolutely. I think that would be kind of cool to create like a one-hour or two-hour episode every month of us going to somebody's gym and, and kind of helping build it to the next level. Sounds good to me. All right, so. Fuck Brandon, right? This is the most <laughs> unprofessional thing I've ever done while we're filming, but I cannot see how much time is going on, so I need to know if we need to I, go to the next thing. I got to have no clue. Oh, sweet. We're at 23 minutes. 
Okay. How do you know that? Right so there? we are going to very, wow. very quickly go Good to this job. next portion. And uh, we had um, we had a King of the Mat tournament that went on. That's why Chad is his bubbly self right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so That's uh, I, I wanted I wanted to do two things with this. I wanted to one explain the format of King of the Mat so that hopefully some of our viewers may want to come and you know try to participate in it. Hopefully we'll have a big announcement on that soon. Maybe where the next one's going to be, and our favorite King of the Mat story because there has been some really good ones in there. Yeah, what is it, Brandon? In there. What's your favorite King of the Mat story? Was Ever? it where you're sitting at home throwing up? <laughs> Definitely this time. <laughs> My favorite, though. And I think it was Ty. was one of the first King of the Mats we ever did. It was at our gym in Effingham, and I think he got choked completely unconscious, and I had yeah. to wake oh, him up. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. Who choked him unconscious? I don't remember. <laughs> no, God, it's right there. Who is it? That was probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I do remember that. that. Who was yeah. that? Yep. And then Ty turns around and finishes second, this and then first. And first, right? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I thought I thought it was that that kid who got his blue belt. I think I I But was it he armboard everyone, right? Yeah. That, was it, that wasn't the same tournament. Yeah. Um was it Nick Sanderson? Oh I don't even I couldn't. They tell used you, to but... mix around, right, with different belts and stuff, so yeah. But Anyways, King of the Mat. We want to bring it, it, King of the Mat. This time turned out really well, way better than I expected, um, and it kind of gave me some more life to keep pushing the tournament. Because you know, unfortunately, as you build things in life and you create these different things, it's a roller coaster of emotions, hoping that you don't completely lose everything in the process of building something. Yeah. Uh, but we want to try to bring it to St. Louis and Texas as our as our next goals. So stay tuned for that. Uh, K kotmbjj.com you can uh, go to the website or you can just of course follow any of us and we typically share all the content and uh, the, the format's easy we kind of explain it in our uh, breakdown of white belt footage later and uh, it's it's two minute rounds 30 second break and the cool thing about it like I said before it feels like you're in this open mat atmosphere that you're just grabbing a partner and you're not having some like uniformed official usher you down and you're standing here waiting for the ref like sitting in the bullpen for 20 minutes or something yeah i mean like, you're just you either going. you either you know get a submission or you don't get a submission and you find a new partner until the last person standing and then that person takes the money so to me for the money it's, it's the most experience you can get uh out of any tournament that exists and also the new the kids format yeah, the, the kids' training grounds. Training we're, grounds, We're calling it the right. kids' training grounds. Uh, Michael and I talked about it, and uh, I think we're going to do, like, white and gray belts right now. And and it worked really well, except for I wish the kids would have stayed. Uh, a lot of kids left at the end instead of stayed for that I, mini seminar. I, I believe that the ones that left were the ones that were seasoned competitors already. Yeah, they were just here for the tournament, and that's it. And I think that they didn't really understand the concept behind that. But again, the training grounds is designed for people that are entry level. Now, there's gray belts that are still entry level because right, they yeah. never competed before. You can get a gray belt in six months. Yes. So, so I mean, 100%. But the, the intention of the tournament is for students that's never competed before. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah, and it's great because those kids get out, they get a minimum four of matches. Like four matches, minimum four matches. Um, they're, Even if they lose, they yeah, still get to go. Absolutely, it's round that's four good. guaranteed no matches, and then it's based yeah. off whether you sub or get points. Mm -hmm. Like Words if you to decision. IBJJF style points. Yeah, basically, mm -hmm. run it off like a Fuji or an IBJJF. Um, yep. You know, so if you do gi and no gi, you you essentially get eight matches. 
practice matches and we encourage like the refs and others to help we don't even allow like we try to tell people not to coach because we don't want the screaming you know sometimes you get all these coaches and these yeah. parents screaming Too from all voices. different directions that these kids freeze and they can't just do what they need to do and then figure their mistakes out so yeah and the nice thing um also on it is we are the refs are very diligent on keeping an eye on submissions where if it's close we stop it because this is purely to learn it's not you know how to work out of a straightened arm bar as an eight-year-old it's how to um try to not get to that point once you got to that point you lost no big deal because you're gonna fight three more times who cares it's it's uh and the cool thing that i think that i liked with the kids that i noticed was Maybe even if you lost, you st- okay, I won two matches, I lost two mm-hmm. matches, or I won one match and that was yeah. cool, you know? So you, you yeah. get a little bit of success somewhere at least instead of just, well, I lost both my gi and my no gi first round <laughs> yep. and I went home. Gone. Yeah. So Bye. for $120. Yeah. And you but guys had a pretty good turnout too, like 40 some 42 kids. 42 kids. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think we had like 76 or 78 total signups for the day. So it went, out, it went very well. And the biggest, uh, so. the biggest advantage is the price point. Yes. Yep, twenty five dollars for kids, which is, I don't think you can beat that. No. Nope. All so. right. So uh, the the other part was favorite king of the math store. I think Brandon gave his already. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We're fine. I just I'm the what's that the traffic cop. I just want <laughs> you guys in line. So Ronnie Chad, favorite king of the math store. Oh man, um, I got I got two that are really close. One of them was an actual. One of them was when I got yelled at one time. And uh, it, but it was the funniest time I ever got yelled at by a competitor. No, it was by Spatchy. It was hilarious. <laughs> of course, it, when you have an angry Australian yelling at you, it's just hilarious. <laughs> so um, I was I was I was a ref, and it was a women's division, and I was watching really diligently because it looked like this girl was going after um, like she had north south, and then she hopped in and was going after Americana. I was like, oh, I've seen that move before. I've never done it myself. I was. I was kind of in watching it, and then Spatchy's yelling at me. He's like, Ronnie, Ronnie. And I'm like, what? what? And he's like, she's going to decapitate her. And I looked, and I was like, oh, she had that executioner-style guillotine at the same time, and I didn't even notice it. And I was like, oh, crap, no, yeah, you got to stop. And then she, like, rolls her eyes at me. He's like, oh. I was like, well, it is against the rules. I'm sorry that I was looking at your cool Americana and not you trying to kill some some girl. Um, it would have been a lot cooler if you let her die. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you know what? my insurance, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. In hindsight. For the hindsight of that. <laughs> so Spatchy rescued King of the Map. Yes. Spatchy, Spatchy. At least that girl rescued. I don't know. She didn't look like she was anywhere That was on Brian Stubner's insurance, so I'm oh, okay. Oh, fair. Oh, yeah. That that we're okay with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the other one I thought about was when that um, uh, guy got his arm broke off by oh, a yeah. Jeremy Brick. That yeah. was... Oof, that was loud. I never heard an arm break, and it sounded like a shot. I was right here, no, it and it was like a exactly shotgun. Like a shotgun. Yeah. Pop! And it was just, it was broke. And it wasn't broke at the elbow. It was one of those, like... Um, Split right here perfectly yeah, at the bone. Right, right. Oh, On man. his bicep? Yeah, yeah. it was the it was, bone underneath the bicep. It actually was the snapped. exact, if you're going to have a break, they said that was the exact break you want. Well, it didn't look like it at the time. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. No, like I talked to Mike Rogers, and he said, you know, if it broke, like, anywhere in here, you can have a lot of ligament yeah. ligament issues in yeah, some long time. Yeah, I guess that's But the true. fact that it broke clean right through the middle, it just, you cast it, you set it, and then yeah. it was like, 
in a yeah, month. It's not it's a compound again. joint right yeah. there or anything. So that is true. They said for like recovery, that's the best case scenario that could have happened. And then yeah, we took his belt off and we used it as a sling, and that was the most badass thing ever. And I think he he was about ready to walk to the hospital, and so he said, "No, I'll drive." Yeah, you, dude. Tristan Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, he's a tough, tough son of a bitch. <laughs> My favorite king of the mat. Well. And there's been some really cool ones, really. The action's always fun. You know, the Stephen Crane is yeah, probably one of my favorite kind of moments. Um, just because he was a white belt from, I can't even remember what, was he from Victory? I don't remember what academy no, he's essentially from. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a white belt, and he is armbarring everybody. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like one of the best white belt one. It was a, what was you the weight class? you got to tell the full story on that one. You don't remember the first part where you made fun of him? Did I? Yes. I don't make fun of people. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we were, oh. so well, I have to now jump in one second. Um, the, the, the reason uh, Mr. Crane did so well was because uh, the owner of King of the Mat uh, saw him in a choke and laughed at him and said, oh, don't get choked out like this guy. No, no, he competed in the first King of the Mat, got choked out the first time, right? Yeah, the first, like the, the first, first ever King of the Mat that yeah, we tried. Yes. And he lost first round, right? Yes. And so you, then, in his story, is you walked by and made fun of him, and like you were explaining some. You were don't, his villain story. Don't get, don't get choked <laughs> that out is first right. round like this guy. That is right. And that that was his story to me. So then he came oh, back man. and he won the best king of the mat division ever. And he, he also has the record for most submissions. And wow. it was one seventy five and down, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it was a big one. It was like twenty five or thirty white belts. Mm -hmm. And I think he armbarred almost every one of them. And I was like, man, because first I didn't remember that he did my first one until after he told me that when he won. Um, and then I was like, because in the middle of it, we're like, is this guy, sh is this guy sandbagging the division? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he had like armbarred six people in a row. Yes. And yeah. so then he gets promoted, which is awesome. He goes to blue belt. He does the next king of the mat and gets choked unconscious the first <laughs> round, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. in two divisions. In two divisions, yes. he gets choked out first round so it's like okay he's clearly yeah not a blue belt he was just on fire that day like i motivated the shit out of that kid i created the next tristan yeah. wasn't it <laughs> you're that welcome <laughs> see negativity does pay off it and does. he and he does have the record with couch for most submission i think it was eight or nine in a in a uh, a total but couch division. cheats so he's the winner <laughs> the very first king of the mat was the one I was talking about, right? At the it was at our location. Yeah, I don't know, like I you know, the problem the is we did one. some in house and then we took some out, and you know, 2019, 20 when we started it, um, I can't really tell you. I mean, I we like used to do was. it in house only for our, you know, only for PSF yeah. students. So, but you know, maybe I remember the first one I ever paid. We did it at that Victory, yes, gym in Missouri. Yeah, was the actual first like where I started marketing it and really, so that was the official first one. There's so maybe story. you're thinking the second one. There's a okay. good story there too. The one I'm thinking of is when Jacob Borman was like kicking that guy in the back of the head. And yeah, stuff, that was like the second or third one. That was yeah. when I think he also like did something bad to Jeff Ray that one. And, oh yeah. And then Jeff Ray tried to murder. Oh yeah. Him. That was actually <laughs> scariest. I ever, as like Jeff Ray got up and started chasing him, and I was like, oh man. And, and yeah, chasing him like run, run, <laughs> run, boy, run. <laughs> Run for us. That is one man I do not want to have chasing me for well, sure. We went after him. We really need to be able to put photos up and stuff during our show. Yeah. yeah. It makes way more sense. We could load it better. It could just pop Jeff Ray up there and maybe right, just fit his chest in the, episode, in the screen. <laughs> All right. Well, this was uh, 
a very, very long episode. We do news and notes, and we usually go pretty long. So let's go ahead and get on to our next segment. Shit talking white belts at King of the Mat. Right? That's right. Is that it? Yeah, you just kind of went in the middle. I stole your shit? Yeah, it's all right, though. No big deal. So do we end it now? Yeah, we end it now, I think. We end it. We end it. Hey! Are we live? We are live. I think we're live. I believe you're right. (laughs) Welcome to uh, Shit Talking White Belts. And uh, we've got a lot of new technology here that we're trying to figure out, so bear with us. But uh, we also have our King of the Mat tournament and Ronnie shadow boxing in the background there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so the King of the Mat's a tournament we started a couple years ago and we're trying to make it go a little bit more mainstream. But uh, it's a kind of neat format. It's just an open mat format where all the people get a partner and you roll live. It's two-minute rounds and 30-second rests. And uh, if you don't get tapped, you find a new partner. And if uh, you do get tapped, well, then you're out. So last person standing gets paid. I walked in front of the camera and I was like, don't scratch yourself, don't scratch yourself. Oh, thank God. Okay, sorry. So, uh, so today we're just kind of going over the uh, footage from yesterday's event. And uh, right now we're doing a rules meeting. And then we're going to get into uh, some of the matches. And uh, we'll talk about some of the mistakes, some of the things that happened. But uh, the neat thing with this is, even though there's no points it still goes off the IBJJF rule set. So you still have to have a connection to pull guard. Um, you know, we still want it to be where, like, if there's a wrestler that shoots on somebody and wants to land in a good position, that we're not taking that away just because someone sits guard. Uh, the whole purpose of the King of the Mat is to push the action and, uh, and this, you know, not to have some ref just screw you over by a decision, but the fact that the only way out is to tap. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also great for white belts because you get so many matches in for a very cheap cost. I mean, you could have. I mean, if you just sit there and play defensive and just kind of work on your defense, you can go five or six rounds and get ten minutes of matches in. You know, with, with five or six different people that you don't know. Exactly. Um, you know, and I mean, plus it feels like you know that I. So I did the King of the Mat for the first time ever yesterday. I've ran this tournament for two years now. Mm-hmm. First time competed in it, and I and I was actually pretty nervous. Um, but once you get going, it's amazing how it feels like you're just in an actual normal gym training. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're actually Absolutely. in a tournament and, and you're waiting for the next ring coordinator to bring the next person out. You just get a different partner and you, you just keep going until, uh, you know, next thing I know we're in, the, we're in the final four and it's like, oh, man, that went quick. Yeah. So... How long did it take to get to the final four? I think I did for the Nogi. I think I did 28 rounds or so. 28 rounds. Um, and two then minutes? it was two mm-hmm. minute, 28 two minute rounds. Uh, and then the final four was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, I think it took like 10 rounds to get to the final four, starting at 13. So it didn't take very long to get to the final four. So we all knew, <laughs> we all kind of knew pretty quick who the final four were going to be. The final four take about as long as the rest of it. Yeah, it, right. Yeah, because we kept cycling because no one really wanted to initiate and commit too much on someone. But here we go. Here's the white belt rounds. So let's we can pause if we need to. The, the two gentlemen in the background, we got Jose. Yeah, who's who, Jose, Jose and Derek. So, yeah, is it Derek? Derek Ryback, I believe. Yes, he Mount comes out of Mount Vernon. Nice guy. Um, 
oh, I had to stop, like, immediately right off the bat, I'm over in the corner. That guy was reaping hardcore. I mean, hardcore reaping. I had to, like, hey, hey, you can't do that. And then just I just reset them because they they were both cool with it. I was like, I'm not going to DQ you, but you really can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the nice thing about this format, too, is we try to give people a chance. You know, we don't want to just... I don't want to DQ them. So let's start. Let's start. We're going to start with um, Jose, maybe. And we got Logan over here. Logan's yep. going with uh, Chris. Chris, yep. okay. Chris Blaisdell and Logan Gephardt is in the black geese, and then Jose and Derek are in the white geese. So and Logan gets grabs the single. The, grabs his legs. So much going on. Yeah. So you guys are going to get a lot of content here with the King of the Mat, because that's the neat thing about King of the Mat. It's not like you're just watching one match, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is boring. Like, right. You can look around at any time and see so many different things going on and learn so many different things, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, in this moment. So we got Logan goes right, what, right to Mount? Yep. Jose, so. Someone's about to pass Jose. And here's the thing, right? Like, let's look at Jose's legs, right? And this is what every white belt does. Yeah. They play this, like, really bad knee shield. Mm -hmm. Um, Realistically, Jose should be framing, right? Uh, So the guy in the white on the bottom, then you got both guys in the white geese. The one on the bottom, should really be framing, right? Like a really good frame on that opposite shoulder and should be either getting his feet on him or at least having his knee higher up to control the posture. Right now, just being able to yeah. smash that knee and pass and, and windshield wiper over would take zero effort. Especially so early on. It's not like they're exhausted. It's kind of a lazy Yeah, half it's the first guard. round. So it's, it's just letting yourself get in bad positioning right off the bat. So, yep, and there it goes. He gets flattened right out and smashed right off the bat. So, and that, that was a negative. Logan, what happened with Logan? He just gets reversed. <laughs> we, got, we, we weren't paying attention. And so, let's see. Let's. I think he, he, did he get swept? He got swept. He had to have. He was on top, I know. Move it just so, back a little more. With what? Yeah, just kind right of like an... So, we're going to look. The de- gentleman's in the blackies. Logan's trying to take the back. And that's... Oh, gotcha. So, and right here, all Logan has to do right now is to keep the hand up in the armpit mm-hmm. and scoot away, and he would get the back. And he's like shrunk right? out a little bit. Or vice versa, if you don't think you got it, keep rolling through and at least get to mount. Yeah. You got to be honest, though. That guy, me and him went over uh, back escapes in the morning class. So. Good. So now <laughs> Logan's on his back, you know, which is probably the worst place that Logan wants to be at. So if he gets tapped out here, he can blame Brandon. <laughs> he won't get tapped out here, I don't think, but yeah, we'll blame Brandon. <laughs> Okay, we've learned everything. everything. I'll accept the blame. <laughs> so, uh, stepping that foot up. And now we got Jose getting Americana. Yeah, and then Chris steps up with the foot up without having control of that side arm. And that's if you are on bottom and someone steps that foot up, you grab that foot 100% of the time. That is a free sweep. Yeah, we went over that too. Let's see if that happens. And there goes yep, the sweep. And there right it is, waiter sweep. Yep, right to it. So again, it's so big. He's he's very (laughs) strong. So it's you definitely. It's I mean, would not want him on my back like that. And here's Jose too. You know, getting smashed. He's Um, yeah. He's framing. We you know that's one thing I noticed. Gotta get that elbow in front. Arm triangle. Yeah, he's he's so high. He can't finish that. No, for sure. But his frames in the beginning would have saved all of that. He's not using his feet either. You know, he's just he's just got him out there not working. He could be pushing here and bridging. Getting a reversal. Actually, I guess it would be a sweep. He's gotten a half guard. Oh. 
We should be close to down on round one. Who's this in the triangle? That's Cole. Cole. Um, he did really good. He's doing the channel sun in triangle defense. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that guy. Cole finishes this, I'm but pretty who sure. Who is that Cole is? I don't, I don't he's, know. He's a guy from Mount Vernon, Is he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting pretty tough. Yeah, for sure. Cole, Cole finishes that, I remember. Because yeah. he went out. I think the guy was upset that he went out the first round. It does stink, you know, in the two-minute rounds and you go out first round, but how many yeah. times have I flown to, you know, Florida <laughs> or California and went Wait, out immediately that, in the first round? Is that Tommy's? No, he's white. I was like, is that Tommy's blue belt guy that I went against a few times? So we should help. Oh, Here's no. Jose getting put into he, an Oma. Yeah, he went out. That was the... Was it, did he tap to that? I don't know. Is that time? Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Oh, it's time? Yeah, because I know Chris lasted longer than that. All right, so. so I think that was a good segment for you guys kind of getting into King of the Mat and just seeing what round one looks like at, at the white belt level of King of the Mat. And, uh, a lot of different action going on there. A triangle, Americana, a couple different sweeps. Yeah, the way Chad explained it is correct. If, you, if you're if you watching something and, and you get bored, it's your fault because you can just look over somewhere else and watch. Yeah. We're like, oh, man, that's a good sweep. Hey, there's someone getting choked to death in the background. Where? <laughs> so we appreciate you guys watching the uh, show and uh, stay followed for new episodes.